Here we go. We are live. Hello, everyone. Thank you again for tuning in to Let's Talk About Feelings on the Reinventing the Tattoo Network. I am Robbie Rapol, as always. Uh, and my special guest today is Paul Sorrells uh, from the great state of Pennsylvania. Uh, Paul is the owner of Razorblade Tattoo Supplies, uh, all the 717 shops. Uh, I don't even know what the record store's name is. The record store is called Full Circle. Okay, and then The Virus is your band. Yep, that's one of my bands. Okay, how many bands do you have? Um, three. Okay, <laughs> okay, cool. All right. Um, and then I do singer-songwriter stuff, too. Really? Yeah, you said that. Yeah, so uh, I am excited to hear you do some musical things today. I love, 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 love when my friends sing and play guitar. This is uh, our regular co-host, uh, or other host, as I call him, because I feel like we're both hosting equally. Uh, this is Dusty Pitstick. Um, Hi. Erica, my computer's there. Brenda Mufi, Mushi, that's a nice last name. Um, nice to see you in here. If you video in, cool. If not, no worries. Dusty, you will be videoing in soon, I imagine. Yeah, I'm moving around and grabbing some stuff oh, okay so you're here all right cool yeah. i didn't know if you were here if like we were going through the same internet things for those who didn't know i have had technical difficulties for many 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 weeks and i'm finally feeling like i'm freeing myself of those techniques so everything changes everything changes it's, it's funny because when i started doing this show um i i pretty much hated it like i would hate like knowing I had to be here at 5 p.m. And like, I knew I wanted to do the show, but it would stress me out so bad. Now I'm just like, oh, it's a Monday. I'm going to dick off for a couple hours and then I'm going to do feelings. Once it becomes familiar. Right, yeah. right. And that's one of those things that's been, that popped up for me recently. Like, oh, how many times do things that you didn't want to do them or they were really daunting and insurmountable turned out to be like really pretty easy things that, or you're like everyday life now. Yeah, and that challenge the of whatever the task is is part of the basis for growth. Change. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's wild. I mean, there's, I still get butterflies sometimes with the anxiety about the tattoo convention and making sure everything, all the I's are dotted, T's are crossed. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think that's all just part of the process that's designed to remind me to be present. Bring bring me back to the moment. You yeah, know? I have to get pulled away from it to come back. Mm, yeah. Mm, yeah that's a nice one i always love the the perspectives you have because i don't know man you seem to you seem to either be where i'm at or a couple steps ahead every time <laughs> like you're always dropping science that that works for me you know? <laughs> it's really good um so amber hi how you doing love good to see you again good evening buddy how are you I'm wonderful. I'm wonderful. This is my friend Paul Sorrells. Uh, he is joining us today. Nice to meet you. He's likewise. He's on the on the Florida sojourn. <laughs> What's that? I am recovering from living in Eagles country. Oh God! Yeah. Fucking. You asked how he's recovering from it, or you're recovering from it? I'm recovering from living in Eagles country. Last night was a scene. Was it crazy? Very crazy. Oh, yeah, that was last night. 
Yeah. Yes, it was. I'm not even a football fan, but everybody around me is. Yeah, I'm not a football fan. Donna is Eagles lady because she's from Philly. Um, yeah. I, personally... I, I I texted Donna last night. Did you? And I said, I, I, said, uh, I was 20% rooting for the Eagles because there was also some very sketchy calls uh in the Bengals Eagles or the Bengals uh Chiefs game that were really suspect and so I was like I'm I'm 20% mad at the Chiefs because of that but I'm 80% rooting for the Eagles because just I know how ignorant you'll get if they win and I want that for you <laughs> so oh god and then, yeah and then there was some more suspicious ending calls and here we are and here we are yeah, I'm not a sportser, so uh, I grilled and hung out with friends on the back porch last night. So I found out the Super Bowl was yesterday, three days ago. <laughs> so, <laughs> you and I are in a similar boat. If it wasn't for Donna, we wouldn't have had well, the Super staying, Bowl I here. Well, I was staying with my uncle in St. Augustine, uh, and he wanted to go to a Super Bowl party. So I watched the game. Okay. the first football game I've watched since I lived with my dad. Because he like, no football. shit. Yeah. You see, that's what, I, that's what I love about traveling, because like, if you wouldn't end up at a, a, a Super Bowl party, typically, it's but kind of fun to show up at a Super Bowl party. Dude, it was top notch. Dude, food is always killer <laughs> at a Super Bowl party, though, for real. <laughs> yeah, we got it that at all. I think, I think we might have a little bit of smoke here. Let me uh, Get your IT tech in there. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> all right, I think that feels a little better. So, yeah. Um, you know, as usual, don't really have a topic, but uh, does anyone have anything that they want to throw in for topic suggestions or shit that's going on that they want to talk about? Oh, oh I am overwhelmed. You're overwhelmed? Let's talk about it. Oh, yeah. I was triggered as hell morning and completely went off. Ooh. What was that like? Oh, uh, I did apologize for the way I spoke to my hand, but I did not apologize for what triggered me. Got it. Got it. Well, she's I been... apologize for acting the way I did, but I did not apologize for her going over my boundary. Got it. So a healthy reset of the boundary. Yes. How'd she handle that? I'm sure she's going to walk all over it again and I'm going to have to put my foot down and remind her again the boundaries and what has to happen and how things need to be scheduled around my schedule if you want my help. Dig it. So how did you handle yourself internally afterwards? Um... I was really down on myself for acting the way I did. Were you able to apologize to yourself? Yes, but first I had to bitch for a little while internally and get the, you know, the conversation that needed to happen. Yeah. yeah. That, that anger is, anger is always a secondary emotion. You know, the it, anger shows yes. up and feeling something underneath. So going through that anger, that process, is, is usually necessary to, to drop deeper into what's below the anger, what needs to be met. 
and being aware of it as you are, that's a great sign. That's the first step. Yeah. 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 It's always to let yourself be like you, you let yourself like people that bottle stuff, it never ends well versus having, you know, the audacity to be like, I need to just be pissed for a minute. Like that's a, that's a healthy way to do it. Yeah. And to just say, Hey, give me some space. I'm going to be mad. And then uh, we'll, we'll revisit this when I'm not mad. Yeah. It's, it's funny. Um, the other night or the other day I was talking to my oldest son, Jaden, and um, that kid always drops science on me when I'm not expecting it, you know? And uh, he was saying how, you know, he doesn't like to get fucked up. Like he doesn't like to drink and he doesn't like, he likes to smoke, but like, he doesn't, he doesn't like to get fucked up before going on stage at all, at all, at all, at all. Because he wants to feel every bit of that emotion yeah, good. that the stage can bring you. Because yeah. you were just saying, you still get nervous. Yeah. Like when when you feel the emotions, like, well, now you've not wasted the time fighting the emotion, you know, bargaining with the universe and reality. And now you just deny it. Right. And you just move through all that, felt it. And now you can move on from it, which is really <laughs> a way, right? And it's taking that pause. Yeah. To... Because I, I can I can be angry or I can be the person that's witnessing the angry mm. and, and taking advantage of like the nature of duality to to step back and see the angry person. And when I do that, I very quickly say anger is secondary. What need is not being met and whichever need is not being met, what feelings attached to that? Because I want to work through that underlying thing. Like if I get if I get cut off, I used to have bad road rage and learning more about myself and, and presence and taking the breath before I went off the handle, you know, I might get, I'll get cut off now and very quickly I'll feel my anger, but then I'll drop into the need for safety, you know, like mm. a basic human need for safety. And this driver is compromising that. And I'm scared. I'm not angry. I'm the anger shows up to, to protect the, it's the ego. Yeah. Yeah. Protecting the, the scared person underneath. The anger isn't the real issue. It's this person compromised my need for safety. And then if I'm in a real close the door. My cup is full, I'll go to mercy and forgiveness for the other person as quickly as I can. Right. And like send them a a prayer, like a blessing. Not spend being pissed chasing them down. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I have a very, very similar outset. Uh, mindset that you do with road rage and I kind of have the same thought process and then when I go to like wish them well in my head what I do is I flip them off and I just start screaming and uh that's my ghost <laughs> one of the things that helped me in that process was you know we create story so when we don't understand something we're going to come up with a reason why it's happening in our mind and the reason for a driver cutting me off used to always be he's an asshole who doesn't care about anything but I've also, <laughs> what i've done now is i changed the story his his mother is in is in the icu um, mm. you know what i mean like his wife's about to have a baby um yeah, whatever it might be i changed the story to give you know that if i was in that position as another human i could understand why you might drive that way and then i don't flip them off sometimes <laughs> I, I, actually, I will say uh jokes aside i don't really flip off anyone even when i'm in my road ragiest i give them a thumbs up because i feel like it's so much more petty so one of the like if if you if if somebody like (laughs) just drives like a total ass and they know they're being a total ass and then when i finally get around them i'm just like 
big old thumbs up. You know that in their heart they're like, ah, fuck. Uh, so I'm a big fan of that one. One time, uh, Donna was getting into a road rage fight with a guy on 95 a couple months ago. Are you giggling in there? <laughs> Either way, there was a traffic altercation on 95. There was a disagreement between there, drivers. There was a di disagreement between the drivers. And the guy wouldn't drop it. Like, he kept, like, she, she was very pregnant in her defense. Um, but the guy wouldn't drop it. Like, he just kept being a stupid ass. So at one point in time, I just started, like, blowing him kisses and, like, sucking dicks and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then he started blowing me kisses back and sucking dicks back at me. And now we're not in a fight anymore. Like you got his phone number. You guys went out for dinner. <laughs> it was just so funny because, like, that's my best go-to. Yeah. Like, I had eyelashes on a car one time, and these kids were fucking with me on 95, so I started blowing them kisses, and they stopped fucking with me. So kisses are, like, the best way, yeah, you know? Like, well. Yeah, you either, you either homophobe them, or, like, they joke it, and then they're like, oh, this is stupid, I'm being dumb. Yeah. And that's what happened to that guy, and that was really cool, like, because I wasn't in the fucking, I wasn't in the rage, you know? I'm like, Donna, this is stupid, man, you guys are silly. Yeah. yeah, so it was really interesting. But I remember my favorite time I was in Baltimore. I was trying to street park in a parallel parking spot and I did it. I, I, I undershot it. I wasn't going to make it. So I go to leave and this person pulls up next to me and she starts screaming at me how unsafe I was making and blah, blah, blah. And I just screamed back, I apologize. A switch flipped inside yeah. of her. She changed. She stopped. She drove off. I was like, wow. So, like, it's way more fun to fuck with people by, like, doing the right thing. Like, I, and I think that's what it is for me. Like, I will fuck with you by doing the right thing. I'll do the right thing so hard at you. You're going to wonder why I did the right thing. Now you're going to be mad at me for doing the right thing instead of mad at me for doing the wrong thing. Now you don't even know how to handle it. Like, <laughs> you kill them with confusion. I think so. Yeah, the the, the the confusion of kindness, you know, like, but also yelling the yeah. apology, because you know? yeah. <laughs> I really wanted to cuss her down, but I was like, no, I, I, you're right. I, fucked up. I can't think of what movie it is, but I can imagine the line very distinctly in my head, where somebody's in like a screaming match with Seth Rogen, and uh. I just remember him screaming the line, "Well, I didn't know that." But like, <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> and I can't like it's gonna come to me and I'm gonna text you in a couple hours like oh it's from so and so but yeah uh, just that like of like uh, is just a fun one no the realization that you fucked up and like yeah using truth in the anger like it's it's just a weird thing yeah and Sometimes, because I, I think this happens to everybody, we'll like replay moments that we've done in our lives that we're not necessarily proud of. The other day, I thought about all the times I accidentally broke glass because I was aggressive. Oh, like intentionally broke it. Unintentionally oh, or broke. As part of the fit. As part of a fit, yeah. Like knocking on a window and I'm real pissed at the person yeah. and the, the window shattered. Throwing fucking books on a glass tabletop and the, the, the glass shatters. Your Hulk strength. No, dude. Especially <laughs> when I'm angry, dude. Bro, I, mean, I don't I mean, uh, when I'm angry. <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, I was definitely guilty of that in the past of just 
manifesting and lashing out against inanimate things. Yeah, yeah. Gotta have a win, right? Yeah. Anger, and you're throwing a cell phone in anger, and it gets to right about there, and you're like, fuck, what did I just know? <laughs> like, $1,400 fly up against a wall. I'm usually pretty good. I've never thrown a cell phone breaking in anger. It's always yeah, like at the bed, couch or something, you know? I would slam doors, slam cupboards, mm. and then go out in the yard and like throw a plastic chair because I was like, I could throw it as far as I wanted, right. you know? So right. I, like just watching it soar through the air was, I guess, relieving of my anger. But it, the real problem is I just didn't separate the person that's angry from my true self to witness what's happening yeah. and try to make it no absolutely man like i and that's one of the things that uh I, you know they say the ducks ducks when they get into an altercation with another duck they go and they flap their wings and that's them letting it out right, right. but like a lot of a lot of people that are in the healing space and you know the, the human psychology space type stuff will say let it out scream into a pillow punch a pillow like throw something where you know you can't hurt yourself or others you know because move through it yeah yeah, yeah exactly and like for me i so i did this this uh in-person workshop and um one of the things they did they would they had a circle and every um every portion of the circle had a, a different word written on it and you had to step into the box and act that word hmm. and when it got to anger i lost it hmm because I couldn't even start my anger because I was so afraid of my anger that I sat there and I just started shaking and crying. And I'm like, I don't want to do it, guys. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, I know I have to. You know, I just did all the other five emotions, but I'm like, I'm not doing this one, guys. And, and I know they're going to force me to. And I know I have to face it. And I know my avoidance of it is a necessary, you know, trigger, like, oh, work through this. Yeah. It really was fascinating. The fact that my anger scared me so bad that I was afraid to act it in front of people in a healthy and safe environment because it's so explosive and it's so violent yeah. that I could hurt people. Like that scared the shit out of me. I bet. Yeah, I can step into mine real fast. And yeah. you, and and 20 years of screaming in a punk band is a big reason why. Like mm. getting prepped to go on stage to sing about the topics that we that I do. Okay. Um, it, it's all anger. It's all mm. almost there's a, there's a few songs that aren't based in anger, but 90% of the set is pissed off about something. Well, I mean, your one band is called The Virus, so I mean, <laughs> I can see there being anger coming out of that. Yeah, <laughs> so so talk us through that a little bit. Like, what do you do to get yourself on stage? Like, do you put yourself in an anger state? Yeah, I, I mean, so one of the things the band does is request that the lights just be solid red the whole performance. And that color helps a lot. It's it's, yeah, it's, it's often mm -hmm. passionate and, and and connected to anger. And then, I mean, I'll I'll do a little bit of like uh, adrenaline pumping and stretching just to kind of work up to that space where I've increased my heart rate. Deep breathing exercises to get ready because sometimes I scream so loud and so long that when I when I stop, I've cut off so much oxygen in my brain that it, it the world goes like whoop 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 yeah. and turns bright white. Yeah. And there's been many times where I grab onto one of the other members because I'm gonna go down, and it's and I'm like, um, and it's fun. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's you know, just blowing your thumb yeah. as a kid. It's just like that. Yeah, so yeah. like it happened, and I'm a recovering drug addict. I know these drugs. So when that happens, it's like, oh, free high. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
but I'll, I mean, I'll just, you know, I'll just rest in. I don't do it every time. Sometimes I just get on stage and go, but I'll just rest into things that have occurred in my life that were, that were upsetting or the stuff that we, the topics that we, we discussed that are upsetting. Yeah. You know? and, then, and then also the, the crowd is a big part because it's, it, you know, it's an aggressive crowd Yeah. and people come to let out a lot of aggression and frustration in a, in a, in a friendly way, but right. like, it's, you know, when you're all people's violence, you're so, feeling some hate, right, you can see in their release, eyes yeah. that they're, that they're there too. Yeah. Um, so that helps a lot because then you're feeding that back and forth. Yeah. And it's usually very draining. Like afterwards, I just want to like lay on a couch and listen to binaurals. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm, I'm tapped, man. I'm just gonna, uh, I'm just gonna be, I'm gonna be nothing for a little while because I, that wore me out. You're so punk that you just fucking lay down and meditate after your shows. <laughs> that that is in every band that I've ever been in because I don't drink or smoke or do anything, and most of the people in the bands did. Uh, the meditation is the like three hour drive from whatever other state to whatever other state at like 1am where like everyone else in the band is like kind of buzzed and passed out in the back of the van. So I just turn on like Madonna or something and I'm just driving at 2am like, ah, okay. Things are better now. Yeah. Yeah. That's been one of the things that I've been noticing lately is um, quiet time with me is really nice. Uh, And I use him as an excuse for that now, you know, like, I'm the morning guy, so I'll wake up and I'll take him and she'll sleep more. Mm-hmm. And like yesterday, I was like, dude, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fucking get in the car. I'm gonna go to the Einstein brothers that's like 20 minutes away, and we're gonna have a little drive. And it's gonna be nice. See the world go by. Yeah, man. It was it was really interesting because like <laughs> you know, the list of okay, well, I could call this person, I could do this. And I was like, no, just be, man. Just be. It's hard for me. Yeah. This trip. This trip that I'm currently taking is the first time I've ever traveled solo. Really? For 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 myself. Okay. Like, okay. I mean, I've gone non-work stuff, yeah, but but even that stuff is usually with a team, True. you know. So it's not yeah. just me. And then when I get to the place, there's a ton of people I know. So this is the first time that I I've, I've just planned a trip that would just be myself, and it was I was a little afraid of it, you know. Yeah. Like I wasn't sure if I would make it halfway and just want to yeah. go home or what. But yeah, that. I have a I have a hard time not doing and yes. you know, even if it's just busy doing whatever the, the busy task is. And um, I mean I can I can sit and meditate and and sit and be present and that's I can do that. But man, my brain's busy. You know, yeah. It's, it's a lot of watching the things go by internally, yeah. you know, to sink into that space. Yeah, it's um it's weird because like I look at like the meditative space as doing. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, I'm doing something, you know. <laughs> but that's and, not what it is. Right, yeah. right. <laughs> so it's weird because like stillness, uh, I just needed to hear this song by this band Pasadena called Be Still. And I didn't even realize what he's saying. Mm-hmm. Like, I love this song. But I was like, you know, when a song just plays through your head and yeah, I'm like, okay, this is the it, one. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yesterday I was driving. I was like, oh yeah <laughs> be still i get ding, it ding. yeah yeah and it's like uh you you were talking about getting be here now tattooed on your yeah. face so that book um ram das ram das yes uh i have two copies he's one of my favorites they said it finds you when it's supposed to mm-hmm. both copies were gifted to me one copy is at the house i haven't seen that copy in a while it just kind of fell into Found my book somebody shelf. else maybe <laughs> well it yeah or, or like my my brain doesn't see it you know right. so it fell into my bookshelf but one of the guys from the shop 
bought me a cop nice for Christmas. And now I just leave it on my side table over in the corner of my tattoo. It's a wonderful book. It really is. And just its presence reminds me to be here now. Yeah, I have, I've had the same copy. Uh, I, I bought my first copy when I was 18. Okay. Oh, no shit. At the beach. Yeah. Wow. And then my kid borrowed it a few years ago, which I was super stoked. And then I, I gifted her a copy yeah. after she had borrowed mine. I listened to one of his podcasts on the way here. He's and, still alive. Well, no, but oh, they, okay. they still, the, it's the, just using this it's content. the, be, uh, it's not be here now, but it's some kind now, some kind of now here or something. But, right, right. Um, but yeah, it's every couple of weeks. They just, I mean, he spoke prolifically for years. Yeah. You know, keynote speaker and just leading groups and teaching and spiritual, spiritual retreats. So there's just so much content, you know. Yeah. And he's, and he's fun. I mean, and his backstory is amazing. The combination of his backstory is just, makes him have such a unique perspective on both psychology because he was he was a doctorate in psychology and taught at harvard as well as you know buddhism and bhakti yoga and all these practices that are you know very much not scientific right you know? right and he blends it very eloquently i think that's why i like it um because i like the the scientific aspect but i also like the the whimsical intuitive aspect sure. you know i mean most of the things I do in life are intuitive anyway. When I teach anyone tattooing, it's like, look, man, this is a, this is a feel process yeah. for me. I can motorcycle. Yeah, yeah, man. Like, I can give you some some pointers and a checklist, but like, if the checklist don't feel right, throw that bitch out too. You know, like, yeah. One of the cool things about tattooing is is the variety of ways to do it right. Yeah, there's just so many ways. Yeah. Get from from zero to finished product. Yeah, that nobody can say they have all the answers. Right, repression. Right, know? right. And then as time passes, and I've seen it, um, it in my experience with the trade, like new things arrive, and then yeah. that creates then yet another way, you know, way to way to do them. And then old it. things come back, yeah. Yeah. and then it Rob, teaches you. Yeah, full circle. Robbie and I were just talking about when I was their guest spot in last week. He was doing something. I think it's that flower tattoo. The big cover up. Yeah, because the stencil was like real super basic. And I was like, I like that you're adding so much depth and blending and everything off of essentially an outline uh, because I am guilty of that too. I mean, I know traditional stuff's a little bit more scientific as far as like thirds, 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 whatever. But like, I'll just like, yeah, I'll just kind of go where it goes. And you had said uh, the tattoo did you say speak to me or tell me like, yeah the tattoo will tell me where it wants to go and yeah. i was like that's yeah. it's pretty spot on to not go in with you know the same stuff you and i were talking about that like josh carlton said to me about the whole like yeah you're an artist the whole point is to do art start off with a basic stencil and just see where the road goes because yep. then you get to put art and thought into it and let it flow versus you know there's some photorealism artists that are fucking bonkers and i could never do a third of what they do but it is kind of reference duplicated versus adding some artistic integrity to it and being like yeah you know fuck it let's make a hard left in albuquerque and see what happens <laughs> yeah you know like it, it happens to me a lot in the process of designing you know like uh, one of my buddies that was here last night he had this whole like grim reaper thing that he wanted and like when he came in i was like what if we just do a skull zoomed in and i do some wild shit to that and he's like cool and like it was intimidating knowing that I was taking his original idea and changing it so much. 
Hope you like this. Right. <laughs> but he was so sweet dick stoked on it. I was like, all right, cool. I did the right thing. And and that's the feeling I go for with my with my imagery. Like that giant flower. Um, man, I did the original cover up on the guy. I hated what what happened. I did I poor job composing it. The flower looked like a vagina. Fucking it healed like absolute shit because I realized it looked like a vagina right at the beginning. <laughs> So like tried to course correct. Yeah, dude. My <laughs> my one apprentice comes in and he's like, "That's this flower," and I'm like, "No, it's a poppy." He goes, "Yeah, but it looks like a vagina," and I'm like, "Oh!" In front of my client, right as soon as we started it. So this is like two years ago, and I love the guy. He's he's like a real friend type person. So like we have enriching times together. So I felt terrible and I reached out to him. I was like, Hey, next session on me, let's yeah. fix this tattoo. And he came in with, and I looked at it. I was like, God, that's so bad. I hate it. Like I didn't even want to refresh it. I just wanted to kill it completely. Right. And I, I waited for that feeling that I had like, Oh no, just this image is what's going to work. <laughs> and I showed it to him and he was like, yeah. And like the flower that I chose to reference it off of was so different than like the way the flower actually looked because it was all one tone and very simple. Um, but that was one of the things that Todd, uh, our friend Todd Williams, we were talking about earlier, he's a tattooer. He came up to me one time. He's like, I love how you can take flat things and make them fun. And I thought it was cheating because like, I'll take your outline and make it more dimensional. Mm -hmm. But like, that's actually part of my process, you know? And that's a gift that I have is making flat dimensional. And I didn't realize that. So yeah, lots of fun stuff. I think that that idea of waiting for the intuitive part of you to kick in and the creative process is is very much like taking the pause before reacting to the emotion yes. and yeah it's it's that um it's that it's that moment where i'm allowing the the infinite god in me yes. to to pull me in the direction you know yeah. that yeah and it happens a lot when i play guitar and write songs you know there's times where i feel like i'm really working against the guitar yes right yeah and, and then times where <laughs> there's been times where i sat down 15 minutes later i'm recording a song into my phone and i'm like well i'm done for the night i'm not gonna do anything better <laughs> <laughs> and this beautiful thing just fell out <laughs> yep and it's uh yeah it's fascinating what what the what the pause can do it's funny how you say this beautiful thing fell out because i feel that way so much you're a, a conduit yeah yeah i mean yeah. i don't even I'm like, how did I do that? Like, yeah. I, <laughs> and I know how to, I know the guitar technically, but like, how did that, how did that come out of there? And then right. the melody came out of just nowhere. Right, right. And then I'm mumbling some words and I'm writing them down real fast. And I'm like, these are great lyrics. And yeah. And that, and that's the place I get to. So I think it's actually just me divining, uh, designing my flow state uh, systems. Right. So like, if I'm about to do a tattoo, I'm like, what's the one? Right. Not how can I work with this image? No, what's the image that makes my dick go bing? Right, right. You know, like, I want to feel that. Like, yeah, 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 dude. And it's it's really weird. So on the opposite of feeling that vibration, Medusa tattooed on camera last week. During... Last week's episode was hilarious. Dude, it was so great because like Thanks. I laughed and laughed and laughed at the replay. It Medusa was so funny. <laughs> her tattoos are sick so like i didn't figure putting her on the spot the tattoo on the fucking podcast was going to be a problem but like she was at the shop dusty was getting tattooed by her like he had just tattooed her so it was her turn and our time was there bro i haven't seen anyone shake that much <laughs> other than one apprentice on his first tattoo it was adorable it was darling there was one point in time where she's like 
this needle won't pull lines. <laughs> she got herself so worked up. So I had to glove up and show her that it can pull lines. And she was like, oh yeah, it was actually perfect for this show because yeah. like, how often do you get to like peel back somebody's brain and feel what they feel yeah. when exposed, they're tattooing? Yeah, you're very exposed. Yeah. Position. And like, kudos to you, hats off to you. Like a million, a million, a million tough guy fucking high fives to you. Because I, I do this all the time on video, so I don't think how difficult it is for people, right? But, like, dude, that was huge for you to just be like, oh, wait, I'm I'm in an environment where I'm already intimidated. I'm around artists I'm intimidated by. I'm about to tattoo one of them, and now I'm going to tattoo on their fucking talk show. Cool. Lie. <laughs> you know, like... This is easy, no problems. A lot of variables. It was a lot of variables, and I didn't even realize what I put you through doing that. But um, thanks for being a killer and and murdering it, dude. Because like that looked sick. You did a that great. That tattoo came out amazing, dude. And I got jumped off the the call so the, the 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 podcast so quick I didn't even get a chance to show it. Um, but I really wanted to show it. So Dusty, if you want to pull down your pants and show it, that would be cool. You know. Um, but yeah. It is. It isn't such a spot on me that getting it on camera would be tough, but I will snap a photo and send it your way. Cool. I cool. mean, if yeah. you visit the replay, you'll probably see that Dusty standing up, and I'm like right up in his ass trying to put place to stencil for like 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, there's like one point in the podcast. I'm like sweating bullets, and I'm just like, oh my god, my bo! I can't stop shaking, and then like That's I got funny. so scared, yeah. and I wanted to cry, and I'm just like it made the stencil too big. I gotta go make another one. <laughs> And then she's a G because she got a shitty apprentice tattoo for me. Oh, yeah. Uh, and nice. it's so cute. And I love it. And his name is Jacques Clump Van Damme. God, God damn. <laughs> <laughs> Which Wait, I can show because it's not in a weird position. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You can show this one. Yeah. So something brilliant happened with Donna. Is that it on the front there? No, this one oh. is oh, Dusty's. It's a little that's flaky. It's heart-shaped glasses, chrome style. And then, oh. um, hold on, I'm gonna <laughs> reconfigure myself real quick. I'm right here, bub. Look at him, he's yeah. so cute. And then this little guy, they're both a little oh, flaky. Wow. I should moisturize. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm definitely going to have to go back into that ghost because so Donna, no, I'm keeping it as is too bad. She insists <laughs> on using a round liner to shade with. It feels more comfortable, but you know, but you know, when those, you're... those bad habits start early. <laughs> well, the cool thing is like, we're, we're breaking all of it. Cause like she used to want to do tattoos with lines and color and yeah. stuff. And I'm like, no silhouettes easiest way to start trust well me. i used to just want to do shitty tattoos right. wearing pasties and charge an insane amount of money for them because that's a niche it. market yeah. that is yeah. a very niche market yeah yeah like it would be five hundred dollars for a shitty tattoo this big and then for an extra 500 i'd put the machine in my titties mm -hmm. and tattoo like that so thousand dollars for a tattoo that big then another 500 for a photo op oh. of my titty on your head after the tattoo all still possibilities so, but now from 500 500 500 you start with like a thousand fifteen hundred taking notes yeah 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 topless titty tattoo parties at the shop why didn't you tattoo my ghost with your titties 
you and your wife can come get a titty on each head, you know? <laughs> Why didn't you tattoo Medusa's ghost with your titties? I think we had the baby that day. And I think she, dude, I think she started, like, Donna used to tattoo with so much confidence because she didn't give a shit. Now she cares. So, like, her confidence has, like, died a lot. And now like, <laughs> she wants to do a good job. See, so when she was yeah. confident doing you a shitty tattoo, it was no big deal. Now she's like, but I don't want it to be shitty. And it changed your confidence yeah, level, see, I had, interesting. I had such a big dick when, like, it didn't matter. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm a fucking tat god. Fuck you all. I can just fucking jizz and it'll look good. And then now it's the opposite because I'm trying. <laughs> she did this piece for our friends a couple weeks ago. And she's like, yeah, it's going to be a while before I do chat and Megan's tattoos. I was like, yeah, why is that? She's like, well, I kind of, you know, I want to keep doing silhouettes for a while. <laughs> yeah, because you know you get your fucking shading right. You get your lining right. Before you know it, you got Foundation, great tattoos. Yeah. yeah, and I have her put color around and in open spots. So she plays with color a little bit too. And, you know. Tip the toe in. Right. And then then when she gets a little better at her saturations, I'll start having her do like some color blends. Saturate it. Kind of. And it's a little brown, which means you probably overworked it some because my... My scar tissue kind of like chewed up the color a little bit. Yeah, but yeah. Like, it looks all right. This, it's not going anywhere. No, it's not. You just healed it bad. That one, don't even fucking count that one. We were drunk on a boat. And so like. <laughs> so just to give I'm, you guys context. This is the drunk on the boat tattoo. Okay. This is the baby uh, announcement tattoo. We were, we were drunk on a boat. And imagine I'm Paul. Or Paul's me. I'm Robbie. It's on this leg. And I'm trying to tattoo him and he keeps pulling it further and further away from me. Is that so your game? It, now I was also drunk. <laughs> trying to get it. I mean, I got boobs in my face, right? <laughs> and, yeah, it was super fun. And then our bit. Lots oh, of variables. Yeah, lots of variables. <laughs> oh, uh, it was a good time. What a time. Yeah. That's what living in Florida gets you. Stupid fucking tattoos on a boat sometimes. Uh, still haven't done any tattoos in the pool, which I want to do, kind of. Like the idiot in me just wants to do such bad ideas. <laughs> you can move to the pond after that. Right? <laughs> <laughs> when we had that big bed float. Oh, yeah. Oh, that would be you know, doing it in the pond, you know, battling gators and stuff, that'll be fun. <laughs> I hate you. Major Barry. That sounds like a game show. Oh shit. That's the next tattoo reality show. You have to yeah, tattoo on a on a raft in a pond filled with gators. And you only have two hours to do a back piece. I feel like <laughs> I feel like the Wild Boys probably did something similar to that. Uh I know there were already like the <laughs> in the Jeep tattoo that yeah. that um Steve yeah, yeah, Steve O and fucking uh who's the fucking musician? musician glenn danzig no was henry it? rollins henry rollins that's yeah. what it was yeah yeah very different but definitely a sweet bromance they're in love <laughs> yes <They're Glenn> <laughs> <and> <laughs> henry and glenn forever yeah, that's a, very, a very sweet comic book yeah. that they have a comic book where they're in love Really? Yeah. Oh my God! No, you don't know of Henry it. and Glenn forever. Look up, look up the cover arts for each of them because they're magnificent. <laughs> Glenn and Henry. I'm looking it up now, and I usually it's don't do the photo art styles like Archie Comics and all sorts of stuff of just the two of them together. Glenn and Henry. Nice. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's got it. It's, um, it's so it's basically like Deadpool and Peter Parker. <laughs> so good. Do you oh really think it could last forever? <laughs> all right, I dig it. Totally dig it. Uh, all right, back on track. We we kind of Donna does this every time. She loves to derail. No, I do, I literally was talking about what you were talking about. You just come in and throw me off. Maybe it's because you derail me, Donna. Yeah, look. Oh, that's awesome. So you have the comic just sitting around. Wait, that's a tarot card, dude. Is there yeah. a whole? This is a um a collection of a Henry and Glenn art, uh, the completely ridiculous edition. Um, is it fan art? Uh, no, it's just uh, I mean, I think yeah, I think there is fan art. There's various artists. There's also several comics. That's great. And all of it, it's a uh, pretty sick. It compiles all of the comics, jokes, artworks, and artwork and stories that have been made into a cult hit phenomenon out of the dumbest idea that ever fell out of a beer bottle damn so yeah it's a, also a great resource for uh drawing if you want to uh draw um henry and glenn in love <laughs> you ever see the printouts of, of henry with no tattoos and you just draw his tattoos on no huh? cool. That's like a doodle bear draw henry's tattoos i like that man imagine being like that much of a, a cult icon that's man. a special level of fame that fame. really is yeah. man that really is once you once you establish like meme status like fan art that's right. humorous you know yes. like poking fun at yes. whatever you did with your life that's, yeah. that's like a different level of fame that totally is like i get fan art from people all over the world and that's really cool um and it's like love art. It's not like joking art. Yeah. Well, except for the one guy from France who put, he did like a Robo Robbie and he had like one of my balls hanging out of Perfect. my Robo Terminator yeah. cup. <laughs> and I was like, bro, is that one of my balls? He's like, yes, I'm sorry. I'm French. We have a weird <laughs> sense of humor. And I'm like, no, please never apologize. That's amazing. Um, but you've yeah. Been, you've been known to get your balls out. I... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, full circle moment. So <laughs> when me and Paul first met. It's probably 15 years. Something like that. 2012-ish. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. A little less than 15. Yeah. So um, my boss at the time threw a tattoo convention in Knoxville. And after dinner, I mean, after the convention, Sunday night, we all go to dinner. And Paul is there. And I meet Paul. And Robbie's lit drunk is true <laughs> all right so i didn't realize paul was in recovery uh most of his life so as sober as possible in the moment <laughs> completely aware <laughs> oh, man. And it makes sense as to why ella always looked at me funny after that <laughs> so this night that we're, was we're in a restaurant we're in a restaurant a fancy fucking steak restaurant 20 people maybe 15 yeah. in a long circle table and I I was in my um, young let's party my dick off at tattoo conventions phase. And that was also in the phase where I would get drunk and put my balls on my friends. And it was funny. I decided to walk over and put my balls on Paul's arm. And he, he like gave me this look that was scary, right? But like <laughs> calm, but assertive. Oh, yeah. Calm, but assertive. Um, 
warm and loving, <laughs> but like mildly terrifying. Yeah. And I was like, oh. <laughs> and I think I heard somebody be like, yo, he's in recovery, dog. You know, <laughs> like he's sober. Like, don't do that. <laughs> there, are, there are people that know me well that like heard the record stop when you did that. Like, what is he going to do? Involved. And, and I mean, both lucky that I took the pause. Yes, yes. And acknowledged how intoxicated you were. And I was, oof, didn't realize. And you apologized. Yes. Did I? Was it immediate? Yeah. <laughs> you apologized again after. Like, I, I, I've apologized over the years a number of times. Yeah. yeah. I'm well, sorry I, I put my balls on you. Right? Dude, like, I don't fucking know you. Why do I think I should put my balls on you and this is okay? Like, but it's funny because that guy at the party annoys the fuck out of me all the time now. Because, like, I've, I've evolved Same. past him. Same. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> he probably annoyed you back then, too, but you were nice enough to deal but with it. But what him. it does do is, you know, you, I meet a lot of people in traveling, and there's a lot of people whose names I forget. Yeah. Because, you know, just you come and go, and they might yeah. be at the booth buying some shit or, or whatever. Meet them at Loadout or out. Or you met fucking 700 you, people this weekend. You, you always know? remember the person that has a story. Yes. You know, like, oh, yeah, that, that guy that put his balls on me. His name's Ron. <laughs> I won't forget him. Oh. Or that girl that fell down the stairs, you know, when her leg was on fire. Like, at what? the part, just. Oh, yeah, like right, right, yeah, right, like, right. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like that girl's name I'll remember. I don't right. remember anybody else. Right. You know, whose house it was even. Right. Yeah. Actually, I have a funny story about that. I was in a mosh pit with my leg off at one of Jaden's shows recently. Right. And were you just holding it up in the air? Yeah, like, <laughs> bounce. You should have held it up in the air like people hold up hats when they get lost. Just like, whose is this? Somebody lose a leg. It's funny. Everybody at that venue remembers me. I bet. You know? <laughs> Which is funny. You'll appreciate this, Robbie, that you were telling this story. And I was like, just like I will always remember that guy, Wilson. Because he kept telling us his name was Wilson Wilson. And I was like, fuck, I will never forget this guy now. Dude, for real. Yeah, we're uh, Dusty came to the surf event with me. That uh, So Dusty was the artist that was in town when you were oh, in nice. Castega. Nice. Um, so we went to the, the local surf fest. And uh, we met a guy named Wilson. And he just, bro, he must have said Wilson 40 times in like a four-minute conversation. So now we're going to remember he's Wilson yeah, that, that's Wilson. That's in books for like name retention as a, as a piece of advice for salespeople. Yeah. Like use your yeah. name X amount of times yep. and memory recalls improved. And yeah. Um, uh, and, and how to make friends and influence people. They talk about that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it works. Um, and and using it back at the person. Right. I, I, yeah. I say your name three times. If yeah. I really need to remember your yeah. name, I make sure in our in our meeting, I'll say your name three times. And I might even tell you the reason why I keep using yeah, your yeah. name. As another added bonus yeah. for me to remember, and 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 you want to help me remember more too now, right. you know, suggestion is, there is really wild. That is like the ultimate flex too to use someone you just met's name in in a scenario where like your friend comes up and you're like, oh, this is Wilson, and they're like, fuck, this guy remembered my name. Like it, you are immediately hot shit, dude. And you know what's funny? It's funny that you say immediately hot shit about names. So after conventions, uh at dinners i would play the game of everybody's name around the table so like one time i fucked myself because like we had a table for 20 and then 40 people show up Ooh. so every time everyone showed up i went around the table and redid it again yeah every single person every single it's name exercise it is an exercise yeah. and it was it was fun for me it was and now the people remember you right because right. that was my biggest goal as a young tattooer 
I need friends. Yeah, network. Yeah, people are always like, wow, Robbie, you know so many people. And I was like, I was a scared fat kid when I came into tattooing. So what did I want to do? Make friends. So nobody made fun of me for being a scared fat kid. Your networking tools were name retention and putting balls on people. Worked, didn't it? It did. You're at my house, aren't you? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Valid. Being outlandish for yourself is definitely something that seems to work for you. Buddies. Um, I remember uh, when I tattooed you in Dayton. You were just like, yeah, I was doing that fundraiser thing. You're like, fuck it, I'll get tattooed. Uh, I was like, I already like this guy for a number of reasons. But then uh, I think maybe like 30 seconds in the tattooing, you, you did a little owl thing, but you turned it into like, Ha, 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 and just like started singing. It became a song. <laughs> he's cha- uh, he's challenging my energy, so my reaction was like, "Motherfucker, getting tattooed!" And you're just like, "Cool!" And we just sang for the whole 15 minutes that I tattooed you, and it just worked somehow. <laughs> yeah, man, God, that dude. So it's funny. Um. On the same leg, because, yeah, yours is right down here. The Donna, it's a boy heart. Man, she put the needle in me first try, and I, like, I was like, oh, fuck! Like, like I totally forgot I was about to get a tattoo that day. (laughs) (laughs) And I underestimated it because it was so small. So when that, and then she had no fucking experience. Yeah, so, uh, you know, it's in there. She's in there. It's solid. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You're beautiful. Oh fuck. It's exactly as it was meant to be. But yeah, dude. And that and that's 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 the thing about like networking and like catching vibes, man. Me and Dusty, I, I went to a guest spot and we became fast friends because we're both the weird guy in the yeah. room. You know what I'm saying? Like uh we'll both fucking sing through this weird pain right now. And, and you tend to attract what you put out. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And that that fucks with me because like so Louise Hay is like, you know, uh, you know people's People who are living well, you know, and and living the way they're supposed to, their cars don't break down, and this doesn't happen. So, like, when you think too deeply into your energy, I'm like, okay, my car broke down. I'm in pain. What am I doing wrong? (laughs) So, like, I start mad dashing to figure out what I what I need to realign. Um, and honestly, alignment is such a probably the most important word. Yeah, uh, coming back to center. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I mean, I believe balance is an illusion. You know, the, the exact the exact balancing of anything to me philosophically is a lot like the idea of infinity okay it's like it just it keeps getting you know like how do you get to center because you could divide that again and again and again mm. so i think the at the practice for me becomes moving towards the balance constantly yeah not not saying i've arrived there now you know what i mean like mm. i'm always trying to bring myself back to center letting myself slip away from center for whatever reason and then bring myself back and that that keeps it uh the energy's moving because i feel like if i found center true center and sat there for a long time i'd be like this sucks be kind of boring yeah i wouldn't be feeling much and just be content which is a very nice feeling but the human experience is so such depth dynamic right yeah you know and i believe i'm i believe i am the universe experiencing itself yes like that's that's part of what being alive means to me and being conscious and and in the incarnation so having the feelings is a huge part of it i used to i used to minimize that part of the human experience 
a lot, you know, like feel, feelings? feelings, you know, okay. feelings aren't facts kind of things. And yeah. Okay. But more so now as I've gotten older, feelings are facts in, the, in that they are my body asking questions and giving me signals that mm. something is, something needs to be returned to center again, you know? Yeah. And then I read, I read that like when you cry or when you laugh, that's the human incarnation not being able to control the internal feeling you know what i mean like like not being able to like even pull it back to center that's like a sign from your body that like you are real far off (laughs) middle because you're cracking you just can't stop from laughing you can't stop yourself from wailing crying you know and i've been in both places and and it's uh like knowing that like when i'm in that especially the wailing crying the real deep sadness part knowing that it's just my incarnation not being able to like not control is a bad word but move through the feeling yeah you know what i mean like that that immediately slows the wailing down you know slows the breathing down a little bit i can witness myself and most importantly i can give myself mercy and allow Mm -hmm. myself you know to have those things and to move through because you know emotion comes from a latin word emovere which means to move through I did know this. Yeah. I don't know if you're the one that told me that. I may have been. You may have been. I know you gave me, you dropped the, the spelling one on me. <laughs> that was fucking that's great. Cool. At a, at that, a diner. That's not, that's not me. All, right. that, all that stolen shit. Right. Yeah. I heard that it's one after that, but um, yeah. we're at a diner in Minneapolis at like 3 a.m. waiting on fucking food. I don't remember what you said. Uh, I don't, I don't remember it either, but he was, it was like. negative. Right. Whatever <laughs> <laughs> it was. And he was like, words are magic. That's why they call it spelling and i was like (laughs) but conventions are the easiest place for me to get negative especially three o'clock in the morning at a fucking diner when i'm waiting on food and like it's it's, uncomfortable it's frustrating uncomfortable i'm not home you know like now like people are like it's so funny when people drop in the dms like are you coming to this convention and i'm like pish posh (laughs) (laughs) i have a baby he's the most important (laughs) in my life you know like and it's so weird because like I would think, hey, you saw me have a baby. Why would you expect me to travel? And that's like my initial grumpy. And then I'm like, oh, people travel after babies all the time. They do. Yeah. I just choose to be at home. And I'm using the baby as an excuse to stay home because I was over travel before the baby, to be quite honest. are a lot of work, too. It's, it's exhausting. And like, and it's true. There's a lot of money there, right? Like that was always, right, right. (laughs) On the collective, if you continue doing it, there's going to be a sum of a lot of money, right? Mm -hmm. And there's there, and then the amount of effect you can have, the amount of times you positively affected me at a convention because you were there is something I wouldn't get by not being around you. That's my favorite part of conventions is just reconnecting with people that I only see on that platform. Right. And one of the reasons I reached out to you about stopping by to visit, because that's pretty much how we know each other, either at a convention or afterwards eating. Right. And it's so refreshing to hang out with somebody that I made a connection with on the road and then visit them in a much more relaxed environment where there's not all the busyness and the 12 hour fucking day and the you know the, the band playing that you don't want to listen to uh, yeah the, the, fucking, the booth across from you is playing music you don't want to listen to the fucking the 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 the, the chainsaw on the microphone <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if, if there's a lot of yeah if you're sensitive to stimulus conventions are not your domain well and dude now now i also have the wonderful added bonus of severe ptsd around the stage 
true. Yeah. So bonus. Yeah. So now, like, very. <laughs> so yeah, exactly. Yeah. So now, like, if I choose to be in front of the stage with my booth, mm -hmm. I could get caught watching a suspension show, and like, trauma. I feel myself being a big boy, or hey, I feel. Hey, Robbie. Where, sometimes where was our? Oh, you were there. Where, where was our booth in Tampa? And Sam, dude, and did you know what was it Saturday night that I went over and I was like a part of the show with 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 them and like I was fucking I was throwing the person uh grabbing their legs and like throwing them and stuff and like we were like looking at each other and like crying and stuff and like then they got off the hooks and like I and a tiny little person right. Mm -hmm. So they fucking come up and hug me and like climb on me like a monkey yeah, and just yeah. wrap themselves around me and we're fucking sobbing. And I'm like, thank you so fucking much for letting me be a part of your experience. And they were like, thank you so much for paving the way for me. And I was like, oh. <laughs> like it was so fucking beautiful. So all that pain and all that PTSD bullshit that I was going through brought beautiful moments. Sure. Like one of the times Shannon comes up to me and she's like, you're going to watch my suspension show. And you could see her face immediately realize she probably shouldn't ask that. Yeah. And then we didn't really talk about it then. Yeah. And then I was going to the fucking bathrooms, coming out right as she's about yeah. to get on hooks. So I'm like, okay, here's your sign. Go yeah. sit. Yeah, go so watch. I sat there and I cried my dick off. And Sean comes over and he's holding me and shit. So two giant fucking men on stage. Well, one's crying his dick off. And yeah. the other one's just holding him, rubbing him and shit. And I'm like, and it's beautiful because like to feel that right <laughs> some of my favorite disgusting moments <laughs> is sitting there ugly crying sure like when i was you getting really know you're alive right right and when i was going through my second divorce my favorite nights were the nights where i was at the shop by myself all alone crying tired of tinder <laughs> tired of feeling right. sad tired of everything but just crying it all out and letting it go sometimes letting it go into a bottle of fucking andre champagne but like just sitting there sad and sad as fuck and those lessons repeat and get louder yes until the pain is great enough that i'm i'm willing to surrender to the reality of the lesson and and try to change yeah yeah, yeah like with with the leg stuff like times where i really love it and I'm like, yes, I feel strong. And there's times where I'm like, this fucking sucks. I can't deal with this. And it's like learning how to work through that is really interesting. It's scary. It's a, it's a, it's a big journey of self-discovery. Absolutely. It has to be. And like, I just feel I, beginner's mind, you know, like I just constantly feel like a beginner now. But I also feel like I'm intermediate and advanced in certain areas because like, you don't realize how many times people look at me and they they see inspiration because I truck. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, because I'm fucking thousand pound leg pressing at the gym or yeah. fucking wakeboarding <laughs> foot jumps and like doing things that my ego needs to me to feel like a man mm -hmm. until I realize, holy shit, you're going to kill yourself. Stop it. You're not an animal. You know, like. Find your line. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it's really interesting. And then sometimes I'm just like, sometimes I enjoy being a cripple. <laughs> I'm handicapped. Take care of me. You know, so like, there's this weird thing. You know, like handicap parking. I well, sure I think, as fuck, I'm gonna use it. You I think know? what we're talking about too is what we discussed earlier that uh, different experiences about yeah. what happened to you that are gonna help you 
move towards center. Yeah. yeah. There's the all, all the extreme on either side. Yeah. And, and it might not even be a line. It could be extreme like a like a wheel. Right. You know what I mean? Where there's just the extreme of the ego proving itself within the extreme of, of whale crying about your situation and being depressed and you know all those things. And and that's your that's the edge of your bubble. And it you go there to pull back. Yeah. You know, yeah. And that's the human experience. And it's like you said, you have to get far away from it to come back. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. how far away you get is is your decision. <laughs> you yeah. know, and there was a popular saying in meetings that I heard early on in recovery that I've held with me ever since. And that was uh you reach your bottom when you put the shovel down. You can dig the hole as deep as you want. Mm. The bottom's arrived when you lay Fuck. down the shovel. Not somebody else laying it down for you, do pulling you out of the hole. You got to lay it. <laughs> say, I want to. I want to get out of this hole. Well, because we all know the person that whines about everything and doesn't take the action. Doesn't do it again. And that person annoys us if we're doers, yeah. right? And then you have to find grace for them. Mm -hmm. But like, yeah. And acknowledge that you see yourself in them. Right, right, right. And and, <laughs> and then and forgive yourself. <laughs> but like, dude, the, oh, wow. how many times do we dig ourselves deeper just because it feels good to hurt? Because it feels. And I, I by nature, I'm addicted to more of whatever it is. Me too. Not just drugs. So bigger, more, better, learning, faster. Learning to slow down, learning yeah. to learning to not chase every opportunity that comes across my plate. That's tough. You know, because I'll, I'll there's the FOMO kicks in, and yeah. then I'm man, yeah, which way do I go here? And it's it's turned into what you said about tattooing. It's when my stomach tells me, like my solar plexus is where I feel my intuitive pull. Okay, so and I rest into that. If it's saying yeah, then I will move towards the opportunity. If it's saying no, you know, I was talking about that tattoo shop that we opened that we had to close. Yeah, it it told me to open it, and then it told me to close it. And looking back, I know exactly why I had to go through that experience. There were lessons learned from the yeah. opening to the closing of that. Yeah. And, and they were important lessons for me to understand moving forward, specifically in regards to chasing more opportunities when it comes to business, you know, taking the breath. So not chasing as much. Not chasing as much, like waiting for the intuitive pull. To, Wait, yeah. the 80-20 thing, you know, 80% of your outcome comes from 20% yeah. of the work you put in. So sitting and waiting for that 20% of work. Right. Because, dude, be still. Right. It's so fucking hard to do, man. It's well, simple, not easy. Absolutely. That's one of my <laughs> yeah, favorite yeah, things. Yeah, simple, simple, dude, I, I teach simple, not easy all the time, right? And I say the word teach specifically because I do speak it in a teaching fashion. Right, like, right. yo, remember, it's simple, not easy. These aren't just words right now. Right. And recently I got caught up in the caveat like a fucking child, like a beginner, man. Right. And and I was I had paid into this coaching program. And if you pay full price up front, you get a, a free coaching with the guy that put it all together. So I'm like, yes, I'm going to fucking pick your brain. I'm going to figure this shit out. And I'm going to go ahead and make a $500,000 a year plus fucking coaching company in six months, right? And he kept saying it's simple. And I kept saying it's easy. Every time I heard him say simple, I'm like, oh, it must be easy then. Yeah. Oh, he said it's simple. It must be easy. He said it's simple. It must be easy. And, I, and, and I'm like, and the back of my mind, I'm telling to shut up. Like, I'm like, shut up. You fucking know it all. But he's like, bro, you know that like simple doesn't mean easy. And I'm like, shut up. You're a loser. Yeah. So I'm like telling that guy to shut up. So I'm just easy, easy, easy. And then it turned into simple, not easy. And I was like, oh, oh, and then oh. like traditional tattoos. Absolutely. Absolutely. They're simple. They have a simple easy. design, but they are not easy. And then that, that. What I was going to say next, 
traditional tattoos are a good example. Like how, how do you make them easy? It's practice. That's, you know, and that's, yeah. That, and eventually the traditional tattoo becomes much easier than it was in the beginning because you've done thousands. And that's know, just and practice. You become a master of yeah. it. And then knowing how to move through my emotions. Nice. <laughs> knowing how to move, learning awesome. how to move through my emotions was much more difficult 20, 30 years ago than it is now. And that is yeah. because of practice. It's because of my practice and my willingness to learn from mistakes, show up despite them, move through the feelings, you know, give myself grace, give myself mercy, which is the fucking hardest, and and then step back up to try yeah. again. You know, fall down seven times, get up eight. It's that. Yeah. You know, just keep trying. Yeah. Unless the lesson that I'm finding is surrender, then I don't get back up. Because sometimes the lesson is like, you got to surrender to this reality and let go. And that's where that's that's where I butt my head. You know, where do I surrender to opportunities? You know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because like, right. <laughs> There's a timeline split here. Yeah, yeah. no, absolutely. And, yeah, and, and I believe in infinite timelines, but like, right. I got I got the illusion of free will that tells me I got to go right yeah. or left, and you know, a myriad of things could occur. So it's funny. So, um, I remember when we were moving onto the road full time, mm -hmm. uh, I got in, in contact with a guy uh, through someone else. The universe lined it up, right? I barely know the person that hooked me up with this guy. Don't know him at all. But he agrees to get on a call with me and just talk me through some of my my fears. And um, I remember he was like, dude, you feel like there's not a lot of opportunities for you right now. But trust me, there's going to be a point where there's so much opportunity, you're not going to know how to make a decision. You and that's, help. Right. And that's kind of where I am now. Now, everything I do, I have to have a partner. I have to have a team. Like every business I've been opening recently... I don't sole prop anything. Right. Like I make sure that I have a fucking, I have a partner and it's usually 50% split. So we both got a vested interest yeah. and I know I can't move forward without them. without them and vice versa. Right. Yeah. Because my vision or my gift or whatever I bring to the table is, or my money, whatever the fuck it is, right. Whatever I bring to the table is my investment in this company right. yeah. and their investment is the holes that I need filled. Mm -hmm. And so but still, even now, I still have opportunities that I have to pass up on because people will drop a great idea for you. Mm -hmm. Do you know how many times I get propositioned to do uh, podcasts? And a couple of times I tried to move through and make a podcast with other people. And this is the only one that seems to keep going, you know? So, like, I'm not going to keep trying to make tons of podcasts. I'm just yeah. going to go and do what works for me in the timeline that works for me and make it work rather than trying with all the opportunities because the FOMO is a thing. Dude. It's real. Yeah. It's really it's real. real for me. It really the people is. that I want to, that I aspire to be like, for lack of a better word, they figured that part out. They found the stillness. Yeah. Know? Yeah. And I, I get it sometimes. I mean, it leaves sometimes. Well, I mean, how many times do you sit there in the stillness and do get bored? And the, well, I mean, every, you know, every, pretty much every season. <laughs> the storyline changes you know it's just true <laughs> yeah if you, if you told me where i'd be now six months ago i'd be like no fucking way <laughs> and so six months from now it's infinite possibilities so learn how to like float that stream yeah yeah dude i remember i remember catching a chick cheating on me with a dude with one leg and having to repair my fucking relationship with amputees because i hated all amputees after that it's funny how the lessons come then on my season of Ink Master, I went home. I didn't even realize this. They tattooed amputees on that season. Wow. 
that fucking completely breezed by me. And once I become an amputee, then I see that. Yeah. Like, wow. So yeah, it's very interesting how the seasons do change, the feelings change. And uh, here we are on my back porch in Florida after 12 years ago, my balls on your arm, you know, like. <laughs> With a new baby, like who the fuck? I would never would have thought, dude, like you said, you told me three years ago that I would have a new baby in my life. Right? I would have been like, you're fucking crazy. Life's easy now. But to be yeah, quite, here, I am. Yeah, right. There, there's my baby. <laughs> but like, life is actually hard, no matter what, and boring and stupid, no matter what. When we were like able to walk around naked all the time because nobody lived here and it was just us. Yeah, that was cool, right? But like, that's what I was waiting for. Can <laughs> <laughs> I arrive? Yeah, like <laughs> I, we can get naked in the room and have a house that's full of love and and people and like. I love my nephew and my son, my other son living here, you know, like I want to get a bigger house so they don't have to move out. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. so it's just interesting how the way you view things changes. Yeah. And also Jaden, when, when we had the baby, I was like, dude, it's so cool to have a real family. Finally, you know, like me, you, Donna, the baby, That's Beautiful. but you know what he said, which is even more beautiful dad, we've had a real family this whole time, dog. Yeah. It just looked different. That's true. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, Oh, kid, I love you. He is right. And like, we've got a stronger bond than most people. If they ever move out, I don't know what I'm going to do. You're probably going to haunt me to adopt fucking kids or more animals. Yeah, I'm not going to be able to handle it. I need to have a house of like a full house. Donna, I will go to rock with you. You're what? I said, I will go to rock with you. You will go to Ross with her? Yeah. So that's it. Yeah, so Dusty's going to be our child. If the boys move yeah. out, you got to move in and be our child, Dusty. Yeah. I mean, he's already I'm trying cool to find ways to come to Florida anyway. Yeah, so. right. <laughs> yeah. Cool well, guys, um, we are at 6.09. And uh, I feel it is a good point to put a fork in this conversation. Um, Paul, thank you for sharing your time with us today, dude. Uh, Very much. You yeah, you're welcome. Thank you. You came out the gate swinging uh, when you asked Amber if she fucking forgave herself or apologized to herself. It's really that's such an so, important question oh, in those situations. Yeah, I, I forget it. It's like the last thing I remember. But if I can practice to make it the first, if we could be for ourselves what we are for others, <laughs> if we could see ourselves the way others see us, <laughs> giants. I often think extend the same grace I would to my daughter. Mm. why can't i love myself that way from that place yeah it's funny when you were talking about getting mad at your aunt i got mad at my oldest son the other day and it seems as i'm older now every time i get mad at him five to 20 minutes goes by and i'm crying releasing the emotion and apologizing yeah good and it's like and he he commends me for that because he's like dude it was so weird when you would just walk around the house and not talk to me for hours and days sure. and i'm like wow so I can yell at you and like do piece of shit things and like apologize and you'll forgive me. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to yell at you and do piece of shit things, but you'll actually forgive me. Like, and then yeah. have that grace that your kids it's seeing the have. humanity in the other yeah. person. Yeah. She does that with but, me all the but time. But for the grace of God, go I. Right. You know? Right. I could be that person under many different circumstances, or I have been that person many, many times. Yeah. Well, all you beautiful people, I love you. Paul, do you want to plug anything? 
uh, before you jump cool. off. Yeah. I didn't figure you did. <laughs> no, I mean, if anything, the record store is cool. We're on Discogs and we have all of our inventory listed. That's like a fledgling business that needs a little more attention. Okay. Sort of organically marketing it. Marketing it. Okay. It's, it's fullcirclerecordshop.com. Oh, so you're doing online as well? Yeah, well, we were selling online before we opened the store. Okay. The store just became a very neatly organized stock room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That makes sense. Hell yeah. So first- I'll check it out. Shop. Thank you. Um, Yeah. Uh, have grace for yourselves, y'all. Apologize to y'all selves. Love y'all selves. Create good relationships with yourself and others and nurture that shit. And uh, thank you to Guy and- Gabe and the whole reinventing crew. Uh, appreciate what you guys let us do here. Talking about feelings isn't something that a lot of tattooers do. Uh, not a lot of men do it. Um, not a lot of people can do it. Um, so thanks for giving us the platform to talk about feelings. Uh, thank you for everyone to show up and talk about feelings or listen to feelings. Um, so much love, everyone. Have a wonderful day, and we'll see you next week. Good night.